0: Hello and welcome to an all new episode of men and women talk the Mars Venus show. I am your host Kente all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you fine people. I am joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented, uh, but I have a bone to pick with her today because she then mutilated my doggy. Uh, <laughs> over there, I thought
1: you was talking about me until you said all
0: that, but go ahead. Uh, uh well, I'm, I'm gonna get to uh, your praises too. But Shannon uh, Ford not checking in with a brother, uh, Jefferson, how you doing?
2: Hi, how are you? I'm
0: I'm okay, <laughs> got yeah. In yeah. Look at that, doesn't even look like my dog. Come on,
2: baby.
0: So, what does he weigh now? Uh, one and a half. Oh. He's hiding because he's naked. You don't want to be seen on camera. (laughs) I know, right?
2: Um, He's like four pounds.
0: Jeez, what, he was too heavy. You had to get all weight this little bit.
2: pounds with all that hair.
0: That's that's (laughs) okay. We're going to talk later about what you did to my doggie. But uh, I'm so happy that you are here, Shannon, of course. And
2: Can we have a moment of silence? Sure. This is my last day in this room.
0: Oh, that's right. You're leaving. Right. You're moving. <laughs>
2: okay. I'm
0: All right. Yeah. You're moving to uh, Staten Island, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Staten Island is a dope place. <laughs> it gets cold I'm in the
2: time.
3: <laughs> and it's a part of Staten Island that's extremely biased, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I
2: missed something.
0: <laughs> she's gonna live lip off, the, is off the sea tonight, Shannon.
1: That lip gloss is everything.
0: thank you yeah i will
1: tell
2: you, i'll tell you who i should be sponsored through in just a little
0: bit all right uh, okay i'm glad that you are here and i want to give a shout out real quick to the audience and then we'll introduce our topic as well as our guests uh i see raquel in the house I see my, my other wonderful co-host, Jen, all the way from Hawaii. Um, I, I see Stephanie. Stephanie. I see Dee.
2: I see, girl.
0: I see Tony, and, Hi, Tony. And rounding it out, I see L.A. Wade. So.
2: L.A. Right. Dr. L.A. Wade. That sounds
0: like Dr. a master's name. We like, got master's in doctor's actually doctor's name. writing books. <laughs> right
3: and speaking across continents.
0: And and uh, oh, and, and shout out to L.A. Wade and, as well as Boogie because they have now, they're on their new p- platform uh, doing the Elephant Room and it looks amazing. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it. It's on, uh, I believe it's on TCN or my TCN um, on um, YouTube. I believe Facebook as well and Periscope. And wow. uh, they look great and awesome. The lighting was awesome and uh, it was really cool. And stuff. It was all super duper professional. So make sure you guys check out La Wade and Boogie's show. It looks very good.
2: Okay.
0: All right, so let's introduce our panel. And this young lady, she's been on the show uh, quite a bit now. So she is uh she's our one of our returning champs. Is the one and only Tracy. How you doing?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are y'all?
0: Excellent, excellent. I'm so glad that you are here. Love to see your smiling face and looking. For- Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing you tonight. All right. Now, this next brother, you know, I have the utmost respect for him. He is a prolific uh, podcaster and streamer and uh, great dude, father. It's the one and only Dre. How you doing, Dre? Wait. Good. Wait, 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 wait. Master Square Dre. Master (laughs) Square. Two masters,
3: right?
0: Yeah. Look at him! He's taking a sip too. He's like, "That's right, yeah." yeah. For, for for those who may not know, just kind of clue us in why why I said what I said.
3: Uh, last Thursday, I uh, graduated with my second master's in teaching. Ooh, uh, yeah, right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, so do people call you master now?
3: Uh, my students do, do, do. Uh, but they okay. will call you that before. Cause
0: that's I mean, right.
3: call me master, master that's Harrison. It. Master Harrison. Okay. Mr. Mr. No, it's not Mr. It's master. <laughs> that's
0: what's <saying>. nah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Hey man. Anytime you, you have a job where people call you master, uh, that's pretty dope. So, uh, but I'm glad that you were here and, uh, I'm looking forward to this topic. Now this topic came from Shannon, she wanted to know she wanted to ask the question what makes somebody marriage material and it's a great question because it's something that we hear a lot right we hear um yeah i'm dating this guy or i'm dating this woman you know it's kind of fun you know we're having a good time but i don't think she or he is the kind of person i really want to settle down with i don't think they're marriage material you hear that quite often. So I felt like it'd be a good idea to unpack what is marriage material, what keeps somebody from being marriage material. Is it fair to date somebody when in your head, you don't feel that like they're marriage material, but you haven't necessarily, uh you know, verbalized it as well and all that kind of stuff. So I think a good, a good thing to start at is, um, We'll start with you, Shannon, because this is your topic. What do you think makes someone marriage material or not? And, and and I'll say this: start off by saying this. Obviously, it is. It depends on who's you know who we're talking to, right? Because some things are deal breakers for others that are not. But when it comes to you, what is something that's? What do you think about that?
2: Well, I had picked this lovely illustrious panel for multiple reasons because all my answers are biased and they will all agree. <laughs> but, um, for me personally, um, right off the top, their love for Jesus. I mean, that's number one for me. Um, and then I have to go through my list of deal breakers. What things I don't want in a relationship. Um, okay. so yeah, I Love do this. Um, and then we have to
0: talk about, you know, are we compatible? So basically, uh, okay, you're going to have to do better than that one because basically oh,
3: if he, he could be a
0: serial killer, as long as he goes to church and he believes in Jesus, he's good. Well, come on now, you got you to give me more than just he, he goes to church or he's, you know, uh, come I, on I now.
1: Well, let, let, let me, let me ask the question, Shannon. Do you really think compatibility makes you marriage material though?
2: Um, it helps.
1: So when you say compatibility, what do you mean? Like the same things, have this, you know, being a kind of, um, kindred spirits. When you say compatibility, are you talking about
2: physically? Um, How- vision, ministry, mission, purpose minded. Um, those things being compatible, um, and I do think those help with whether or not that person is marriage material um, for you
0: so many puns uh well, I'm reading from Jen so many puns they uh are they a cut above what kind of cloth are they made uh out of what patterns do you see in them, and I'm sorry, are they fast? fascinating Fascinating. Fascinating. uh these are marriage material issues don't kill me Uh, no no not at all thank you so much jen Mm -hmm. for that um now there are certain types of people that are uniformly given that tag of they're not. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I'm gonna. I'm gonna address <laughs> okay, that, Stephanie. I'm glad you mentioned that, Stephanie. I'm not mad at
2: that stuff. I mean, there's, there's a list of things. A lot of minor character. Um, I think I wrote on my vision board. If um, I can remember what I wrote. Oh, it has um, integrity. Um, has can carry on a good conversation. Can make me laugh. Um, has a strong sense of family, um, likes to travel. Um, of course, I already said Jesus that's at the top of the list, um, gives back, um, to the community from his time, his strength and his talent, um, it's ministry minded. I don't remember what else I put on there.
0: Okay, I'm. I'm gonna go back to what I what I was saying before in a minute. But since you brought that up, a lot of times you hear, like, you hear this thing about women um, getting with a guy who needs a little work, right? He's a little hello, Gisella. He needs a little work, so like a project, a project type guy, you know. So maybe he's not marriage material. Actually, I believe Jada even said something like that about her now husband. She said that he needed a little work around the edges and she clayed and molded him and to get him to, you know, the kind of guy that she wanted to, uh, to marry. Okay. So what do you think about that? Like, like on one hand, you could say that, you know what, you know, we all evolve and become better people. Right. Um, so how do you even decide like this person is, you know, yeah, maybe they're not marriage material now in your mind, but how do you, you know, how do you judge like, okay, I can work with this person and maybe I can get something or should you try to look for something that's already closer to a finished product? Because it seems like a lot of women like that project dude.
2: I mean, but I think we get hung up and I don't know if this was a question for me or not because I got distracted, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Um, I think we get caught up in this societal idea that people are supposed to be a finished project. Um, or they're looking for this perfect image of a person. Um, and that's just not, it's not realistic. Um, yeah, there are certain things that you want to entertain in a relationship before entering one, but that's not always a given. And sometimes you have to trust that the process and the progress, not the potential, because I know somebody going to come harping on me about potential, That's know what I said, um, is going to be a good return on your investment. Now, of course, you have to test that person, try that person experience that to see if that's gonna be worth your effort, but sometimes you don't know that. And somebody who has all this stuff together could essentially lose it after y'all hit down the road. I mean, yeah. love is a risk. You gotta find out if that person is worth taking it with. And so, I to me, it starts with my basic questions, which I said at the beginning, and then working through that compatibility. I got like a 450 question near about compatibility for me to forward it to you
0: mm.
1: but i think it's i think that's what dating is about i don't think when you oh, know absolutely necessarily say that they're marriage material and then you i think in the dating process and getting to know that person you can determine what you can live with and what what are your deal breakers and what you can live with we're all um something that dre said we're all a work in progress we all have some work we need to do and we're absolutely. not compatible with each other but if we can you know, meet each other halfway, and you have some things that you have to deal with. I have some things I can deal with. I can handle your deal and You can handle mine. Then it can be a beautiful marriage. But I mean, I think that dating that dating process is so important to get to know someone because you'll find out a lot about somebody when you take the time to get to know them.
3: I have a, I have a question, Kente. When you mm-hmm. asked that question, did you say what makes somebody a dating marriage material, or did you just ask what makes somebody marriage material?
2: I
1: asked
3: the question. Um, you know, wh- wh- what was the question?
1: No, Steph.
3: Because like on
2: stream so right now. Um, my question was, I think I, I think that's what I asked. I said, um, "What makes you?"
3: So why I mean, do we automatically go to identifying what makes somebody else marriage material for us, and not immediately answer? What makes us marriage material to somebody else?
2: No, but <laughs> that. I, that, the, I had that that was asking. That. No. that was their question. I had that. Yeah, huh? That was my that? actual question. What makes you marriage material? for us individually, not necessarily yeah. what we're looking for.
3: But that's that not how we started the show. Well, we started yeah. the show. Yeah. So, but uh, but no, that's why I was asking Kente. I don't think Kente said initially what makes a person marriage. He said he asked generally what makes a person marriage material. And instead now, of us internalizing it, we automatically think, OK, well, this is what I want in a marriage. And we don't really reflect self, like self reflect about, OK, what makes me marriage material first? I don't, I don't, right. I don't think that's
1: true because I, for me, I answered the question that he asked. Mm. But I, I wrote down what makes you marriage material. So that was on my list of questions, I mean, of mm. things to address. But I, I just answered the question because when, when I first saw it, that's the first thing I thought. What makes me marriage material? And yeah. I wrote down things about myself. So yeah. I don't, you know, I I guess I just answered the question the way Kente put it. I have a fly in my office, y'all. So
2: yeah. me I pray. I'm <laughs> having all kinds of technical difficulties. I hate flies. nasty. Yeah, because I have um, marriage material, apply at your own risk, Stephanie said. I think you well, know, I mean, it's good to know that I suppose.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm sure that the, the her application drawer is mighty full. But um, what I'm saying, though, is like, I mean, no one ever wants to talk about themselves. It's always about what the other person can do. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing to actually have both conversations. Right. Yeah. But it seems like for a lot of people, there is this kind of consensus of a certain person who hits a certain kind of social marker she ain't marriage material or he ain't marriage material, you know, like, yeah, she's fun to hang out with, but you know, I wouldn't settle down with her. I wouldn't get serious with that girl or, you know, or, or same thing with dudes. Women do that too. It's like, yeah, we, you know, we have our fun. We do what we we do, but you know, he's not the kind of guy, you know, sometimes it's something they project. Like maybe I ain't trying to settle down. I'm just here for the night. Right. But then you have those people who think, you know, they're trying to legit, legitimately um, find someone they can be with. And then, uh, you know, but people don't deem them someone to settle down with, someone just to have fun. So, harp on marriage material. But should you, shouldn't you harp on it, though? You can't marry everybody. Oh,
1: yeah. I think you should. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, I think it's, it's, it's a serious event. Because if I'm gonna share my my bed and my home and my body with somebody, I am not going to be just see this fly. I'm not gonna take it lightly. I'm, not, I'm
3: mm-hmm. gonna have to Well I and, and if I could if I could piggyback off of Steph. I think Steph is right. And this is just um based on observation. So there's no like raw data that I have to 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 speak on. But when we look at many of the the people that we know, right? How Women are more apt to take a guy who may be a project
2: mm-hmm.
3: right and work with him to right. see him develop. but most men want the the, the package already nicely wrapped and mm-hmm. perfect before they get involved. like they, they want that person that woman to be marriage material before they're involved. So uh, yeah Steph, I think Steph is right there. Yeah, men do want that marriage material where a, a woman her? yeah would, would, would definitely see a guy. And see the potential and try to invest that potential. But then sometimes they, they meet some duds and that the, the, her, their investment into the potential don't produce the fruit
0: or the return that, that she thought. Well, You know, one thing that she's saying, what's up, Gabe, who uh, just came in the room and Brad yeah, yeah. as well, um, is and I want Steph to put in what are those silly notions that she's that she's referring to. And I have an idea, but I just want to see what she's going to say. Uh, you've heard the term you can't turn a hoe into a housewife.
2: Yeah, you can like
0: that's a uh, that's a term that is thrown out a lot. Um passion. Mm-hmm. Uh what? I have a
3: I have a cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh uh
2: no you sorry. didn't. No you didn't. All right.
0: What? What? I mean, you know, that's something that's very pervasive, right? Like, you know, she's a good time girl. What's up, Lokesh? Uh, she's a good time girl. You ever you never heard that before? A good gu- a good what? A good time girl. Oh yeah, um yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's good time guys. There's yeah. guys that you know, you know. He, I'm not he's not Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. Right, right. So I mean, it's not just you know, this, right. Right, but I I guarantee you that a lot of the women in the room have been involved with uh good time guys too. So. It ain't just one side.
3: Yeah, but I think a Tony lot of women get involved with the, the, the good time guy uh, ignorantly. Not saying that the women are ignorantly. They just, the guy came on and was like, hey, you know, I'm or presenting more than just the good time guy, you know, for, for right now. So some women get involved and they're like, hey, this could be the one. And he's like, she's the one for right now
0: because she looks good. Right. Man, um, let me, so yeah, Tony, go ahead. Do Tony's.
2: Thank you. Um, Tony said, from what I've seen and dealt with, most w- women that I've known want a perfect man for them and pretty much have high and unrealistic standards when it comes to men. If they don't have money and good-looking good abs, they aren't worth dealing with. Steph said, and I think this might be an answer to you, they judge everything based on how quickly a woman sleeps with them. Damn the fact that the woman actually likes sex and wants the pleasure just like me. We should deny ourselves for the approval of men in so many cases. Touche. Exactly. Um Jen says loyalty is my own prerequisite. Love isn't always the thing either. Love is so broadly defined. Amen. Amen, so
0: Jen. Jen. Amen Jen. You know what? I want to deal with uh definitely Tony's and Steph's um comments. Um it's interesting that uh that um Tony says this. He's she's in his mind Um, if you don't like they have a certain, he says, unrealistic standards. And, you know, if you're not, um, what does he say? If you're not, I guess, a hot dude with, uh, with the abs and, uh, and um, uh, what else he said, money that they're not going to deal with you. But, you know, there's something that I think a lot of men don't put a lot of, uh, I mean, I hear what they're saying, but, Personality, believe it or not, really makes up for a lot of stuff, right? I like my biscuits. What? Uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I was off. Like personality, and and um, I call I I have a term for that guy, Mister Personality. That's the guy who you know. You wonder, like, how's he pulling? You know, these chicks. He doesn't really seem to have much money. He looked goofy. But he's getting them, right? Because he has that, you know, the swag. Some people call it swag, personality. And I think a lot of guys, I mean, I guess you're born with it or you don't have it. I don't know if you can. I don't even know if you can train somebody to have a personality. I just, I guess you just kind of have it, right? Because there's guys who got money who are not unattractive, who don't have a personality, and they have a hard time with women, too. So I think that's something that a lot of guys really don't realize that that gets a lot of stuff money doesn't make you a good person and flat abs are nice to look at but doesn't last being a good person is priceless and actually a lot of times uh, yeah, when you get money it, it reveals who you really
3: are when you get money your character comes out and it's either going to show you to be ugly or show you to be extremely generous and compassionate yep
0: Okay. And he's getting real deep with this and we're going to, I want to get to Steph's comment as well, but he says, I'm just saying that most, this is from Tony. I'm just saying that most women don't have realistic standards when it comes to, uh, I'm sorry, the, the way that this screen looks, it like blends too much in, maybe I need to change my setting. So it makes it harder for me to read it, but I'm um, okay, read, read it. Yeah, Please do it.
2: I'm just saying that most, I'm just saying that most women don't have realistic standards when it comes to men. Most of them are su- superficial and self-centered, and somewhat belittle, demean, and degrade the opposite sex.
0: Mm. That's <laughs> I don't feel like getting into arguments with an ugly man anymore. Hilarious. Um, I, I mean, you know, that's how that's how he feels, and that's that's what he says his reality is. And I, you know, I've heard that quite a bit. Um, and that's true for a lot of people. Um, I don't know. What's an unrealistic what's an unrealistic um, uh, ugly is as ugly does? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, what's, an unreal, what's what's unrealistic expectation? That's probably good. So I, I, I'm guessing he's thinking she's a three, but she expects uh, eight possibly is what he's saying or is that Will what you're you know? uh, we'll wait
2: for him to type that in? We're not just going to assume what he means no. by that. Uh,
0: but, well, yeah, and, and this,
3: this um, we got to also, and I'm, I'm just thinking about from a male perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we sometimes want somebody and we may not be in a position to provide what a woman needs. And then we say, uh, well, the expectations are too high. Well, sometimes it's, you know, us not being, not, not willing to meet those expectations. Because some, some of the expectations aren't physical. Some of the expectations aren't um, financial. Some of the expectations aren't those things. Some of the expectations is are you are you willing to just be there? All right. Some of the expectations is are you willing to be a person that's going to grow? You may not be where you want to be right now, or where I may need you to be right now, but I'm willing to, to to be there to see you grow. I think that um yeah some women do definitely have expectations that are way above their means. I saw a video with um uh uh. uh sarah lynn pope is that her name um uh yeah and she talked about that And she 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 said that you have some women who um are are threes and not just in looking but just in life right. and they want to ignite us a 10. like like why are you reaching for that like your expectations are way above your means right so sometimes we we, we guys who don't want to do anything or not about anything will get rejected and then say a woman's expectations are too high. And maybe you're just a deadbeat and you're not willing to meet those expectations. Right. But then mm-hmm. there, are some guys, there are some guys, there are some women whose expectations are unrealistic. So we can't, we can't group women and say, well, women's expectations are too high. And
2: um, what's if,
0: unrealistic but, for one person may not be for another. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, um, and I uh, please continue to type, Tony. But I'm I'm gonna assume while I'm waiting for him to type. I think what he's trying to say is that in his from his point of view, is that it, it probably feels like all to him, you know, uh based on what he's saying, you know. But it really I don't know, man, it really isn't like that, but in his in his mind, I guess that's what what it is. Um so I'm waiting for him to type, but uh
1: but I think it also goes back to what Dre said, you know, what are you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, right. And that's exactly what Tony's talking about. I don't know his experience, but you do have some people that rate themselves a 10 and are expecting a 10, but in reality, they're not. I, I think once you examine yourself and are real, realistic with yourself, then you can kind of set the gauge as to where you can, what, what you can expect from someone else. You know, you shouldn't expect somebody to bring to the table what you're not bringing to the table. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I just, I think that's across the board. When women and men do that, you know, men set expectations for women, women set expectations for men. We want, you know, a man with a five figure, and we make a minimum wage, you
2: know. But right, it's I think it's across the board, you know. But that just, <laughs> I, I don't think
1: that, I don't think that stops you from being marriage material because I don't base marriage material on physical things or your money or, or that. I, I mean for me in my life <laughs> I'm not talking talk about me. I want somebody that's going to be loyal. I'm just loyal and, and honest and have good communication be able to talk, be able to pray. That's what I'm looking for. I, I can take care of myself. I take very good care of myself. Yeah. So I don't oh my care for that
0: can I ask to a question care. to the panel? Can someone be marriage material if they can not even keep their camera up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do yeah, get my. off my friend, uh, Thank you, right. thank you, Tracy. So, okay, time out. Let me just give my disclaimer since you are being so disrespectful. <laughs> you told me to put the camera. On you, I was trying to pack.
0: Oh, it's my fault. It's so, my fault.
2: It's not even. This is
0: my camera is standing still. I'm just saying, IJS. You know. What did she just do? She killed her camera altogether. I don't know. She's I don't got know. rage. Come on, come back. I'm rage. rage. Like what's this happening? I'm just, I'm just serious. <laughs> we we need to see your smiling this face. This
2: is disrespectful. That is my smiling
0: face. <laughs> come back. Come, on. come back. But uh, no. Uh, see, I didn't, Now I'm off square. You said. <laughs> That's what you called. <laughs> you got me off my square, Shannon. <laughs> yeah play nice with
2: your co-host you should play nice, nice, with, nice. with your co-host Ruth. Mm-hmm. no I'm emotional right now um
0: but um alright so getting, getting back to the uh the subject um the, I I'll this idea of like getting someone you know helping someone become marriage material in a relationship. Is that even a partner? I'm going to ask Dre this question. Mm-hmm. Is that even, is that your job? Is that to help somebody get to become marriage material? Like if you see something in a girl or a woman, I mean a man, and is that your job to be like, you know what? I can just add me to the mix and I can get them
3: to respect. Now, the now people may, may disagree and may not even like this. If you're mm-hmm. in a relationship and you're looking to be married, that's everyone's job. Because you got to look at marriage, right? Say, this is what I want from a marriage. This is what you want from a marriage. We got to work some things out in each other so that we can be what each other needs. So if you go into a marriage and or a relationship and want to get married and say you want the full package right away and you don't have to put any work into the other person, the marriage is going to fail. Because when you get married, you're going to realize at that point, this person is not who I want and they're not trying to be who I want. So I want out.
0: So, right.
3: so yeah. So um, am I saying that you, you're going to only invest in them and it, they won't do the same for you? No. Mm-hmm. But the, when you, when you, I, I always say this, right? Like people um put together puzzle pieces, right? You know, the one thing that keep puzzle pieces together. What's that? Friction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If those pieces can't right, be pushed right. in, if if it can't be pushed in by force and cause some sort of friction, it won't stick. Right. So right. for, for there to be some kind of sticking, there has to be some c- kind of blending and friction. You know what causes that friction? When you tell somebody, I don't like this. It, this doesn't yeah. make me feel That's good. True. Or you, you you not looking to make more than a minimum wage job is not making me feel secure in this relationship. Right. Like I can be provided for. Like if things go bad and you're okay with just this minimum wage job. I love you in the minimum wage job. But what if things go bad? can we live off of that if, if I lose my job? Like, so there's got to yeah. be some work there. There's got to be some work there. I like that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not true, though. Do, project, do project people know they project people?
2: We're all, we're all projects. We've already discussed this.
0: <laughs> no, but like you hear like, like going back, I wish Jada was here, but I remember Jada said that, um, you know, what she said about, and she was open with this, so this is, you know, something I can Relate, but how she thought that he was a great dude, but he just needed some, you know, some, uh, you know, like a chia pet, you know, he needed some love.
2: Said that he knew that she wasn't perfect and she wasn't everything that she was supposed to be, and she grew into that. that. So, saying that to say we all have our own baggage that we come into a relationship with, and the other person has to make the decision if that's what they want to help you unpack. I mean, because it is work. You know, even the best person in the relationship comes with something. But I think
1: it mm. goes back to that honest communication. You know, that part. I, I have to be honest enough to tell you that this is what I'm dealing with. And you got to be honest enough to tell me. Then, I mean, once you do that, then I can make a decision if that's what I want to deal with. But if I meet your imposter, I don't know what I'm dealing with. Then all of a sudden we get in this relationship and here comes that part. A- and I'm like, where the hell this person come from?
2: That part. So,
1: I mean, you, from from out the gate, there mm-hmm. has to be honest communication so we can both make a a informed decision about if this is where we want to be.
0: That part.
2: It's all a
1: choice. I, it's all a choice.
0: Somebody mm-hmm. put on on Instagram a post. It was actually the, remember those girls, the Lost Souls of Dating. They came on uh, the show, Aliza and more, Ash yeah. Souls. Yeah, yeah, they were on the podcast. Uh, right. we, yeah. Yeah, they are. And they posted something saying a uh, dating tip, just be yourself. For sure. And I wrote I wrote in a comment, Well, what if yourself sucks? Do the work, do <laughs> do the might
1: work. Know, I might want to deal with that. Your suckiness <laughs> might be something that I'm attracted to. You know, mm-hmm. just be you and be honest in all your flaws and all. And
2: then we I can mean, vac- vacuum suck. And they pick up all that stuff off the ground. So, I mean, there might mm-hmm. be some qualities in there that could be redeemable. But okay, it's all about everything that somebody else doesn't like, somebody else may love. So you got to be willing to know who you are as a person, know what needs work, and then be willing to do the work. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not interested in what you got going on, what do you expect somebody else to be interested in what you got going on? Right. Mm-hmm
0: but do do people really do people really for the most part accept people for who they are it seems like we're always wanting our mates to evolve and to be different and to change into so there's nothing i mean say loose, that it sounds great it sounds great that uh i just want you to be you and then two two seconds later it's like you know if you did this that and that things would be so much better so are they really accepting you for you
2: I think there's a difference between wanting to see evolution or seeing someone evolve in terms of over time. Now, if you go into a relationship and say, oh, I love them as they are. And in the next breath, you like, I need you to make six figures. That's unrealistic. And I think that's something that even Tony alluded to earlier. I think we have to be understanding that people come as they are. But that does not mean you have to stay who you are there are things in your life that may need work and that you should be willing to do, if not for anyone else, for yourself. And the beauty in loving someone where they are and who they are is knowing that if they are loved well, they can yep. grow well. Grow and so,
0: well, What do you think you cool though? Like, what do you think you could? Like, so that means you have to agree that something about you is not cool. And it, I mean, obviously if you're doing crack, that's something... You know that's something like oh, obviously we need to change that, but I'm talking about there's certain character quirks that are not necessarily illegal or even harmful to you. It's just who they are. That how do you? But you? But maybe the person you with wouldn't want you to change that about yourself. So how do you? If it's something like that, how do you change? Or I mean, or should you or whatnot? I'm
2: reading comments. But um, <laughs> um, I can say. thank you, because huh? I'm like. Repeat the question
0: again. I'm saying that, okay, what if you think you're good? And I'm not saying you're doing something destructive, like doing crack or cheating or something. But I mean, like, it may be a character quirk that she's not, or he's not in love with, but it's not hurting anything. It's just something that's kind of annoying to that person. Um, But, you know, it's just who they are as a person or whatever. So should you change just because your mate wants you to?
2: I think it depends I said, what, though. And I think it
1: depends on honest communication. I think that because what's important to me should be important to him. And what's important to him should be important to me. So if it's important to me, then that's something we'll have to discuss. Like, I don't, you, I, talk about me if you want to. I don't like the toilet seat up, period, point blank. I don't. Me neither. It's a problem for me. So if that's something that we have to discuss, then that's something that we may have to discuss, but, or I may... You know, put it down sometime, but for the most part, I'm gonna need that, that down. And so that that's um uh, something that irritates the, the heck out of me. So that would be something that we will have to discuss. But I think it just is based on on communication because you can agree to disagree or you can come to halfway point or you can, you know, you can work that stuff out if you can talk about it. Don't walk don't say that bothers me, but I'm not gonna say nothing to her because that's just gonna build up and then after a while it's gonna become you know, to where that person starts to resent you, and every time something happens, it's, it's a
0: snapping thing. I think you have to air all that stuff out. That's what relationships is about. And and uh, shout out to Dante who just came in, and hey, Tony. Dante. Tony once again um, makes a really interesting point. He says, "I don't think people really accept people for who they are." That's what I was saying. Most people I've seen have unrealistic expectations and fail to be sympathetic towards others. I oh, see specifically. And self-centeredness everywhere.
2: That's I, and I think that is a lot, a lot of superficial relationships, and which is why we always talk about doing relationships right, doing right relationships with people, digging deeper. A lot of people are shallow-minded, and so there is no know, hmm?
3: the, the Western style of dating is mostly shallow.
2: Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. And so what I'm saying is is if you are looking for an authentic relationship with somebody and you're not attracted to authentic people, you're going to get people who have misplaced expectations. Not saying that is Tony's case, but that is a lot of people's problems. Right? And mm-hmm. so you have to so. kind of step away from what's in the box mm-hmm. and explore outside of that. Because sometimes people look for what they want, but they are attracted to something else because it's packaged the way their eyes desire, and sometimes mm-hmm. you got to trust that who you need, who you are attracted to, may not be the same person.
3: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. If I, I cannot, uh, but...
2: Shannon,
1: I told Shannon, I said, and, and y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm all God, but I told Shannon when I was praying, and I told God, I said, Lord, I want to be married again. I do want to be married again, and He said, Are you <laughs> able to accept the gift that I'm going to give you, even if it's not that my part? in the wrapping paper that you think it should be in because it's about the gift. It's about the person on the inside that you're asking me about. That part. That if it's not packaged in the wrapping paper that you want it in. So a lot of times we want the gift, but we're not willing to accept it unless it's wrapped in the paper that we want, want it to, to bring be. It? But The gift is still inside the box. Still a great yes. gift. Still everything you want it to be, but it's just not packaged the way you want it to be. And that's superficial. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to no. look
3: past it. So and then you gotta look at the gift. What is the gift? The gift is a vibrant, great, wonderful marriage, right? That if that's what you want. And since we're talking about the, the topic is what makes your marriage material, let's stick to that because some people um don't want to get married. So because right. we're talking about marriage, we can we can go in on this. Um yeah. the reason why we enter dating superficially is because we want to marry somebody that looks good. Instead of looking at marriage and saying, what do I need in this marriage first? And then let me unpeel the, this, these layers to find out what I need, you know, yeah. till I get to that shallow part. Because, yeah, we all want to be with somebody that we like to look at. But that's, that may be the initial attraction. That's not going to get you to this gift, right? Right. This gift here. So, okay, I like the way you look. Now let me see uh, the next layer. Right. And, and most times we overlook all those layers because they look good. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we go straight to the, the, the marriage part and think that we have this gift. And you really don't have that gift of marriage. You know, you got married. Right. But yeah. you know, it's it's not really there. So yeah, it's, it's extremely shallow. Uh the other day, um, one of my students, it was just yesterday. Um, uh, we're off of school tomorrow for Eid. Uh no, not yesterday, Friday. It was this was Friday. One of my students, he's amazing. This kid turned around so much. Like, he was a problem student last year. Like, when I mean problem, he was problem. Problem. At the beginning of the year, he was a problem. And me and my co-teacher said, listen, you are a good kid. Like, why? This is not you. And he believed it. He's a a young Muslim boy, right? And he became one of the top behaved students in the grade. Like, like, to the point where students would come to him, want him to do what he did last year, and he would tell them, no, What? Well, why? Like, that's not who I am. Like, he, right. so, we're outside, I'm sorry, I preface it to say this. So, we're outside, and uh, there was a, a Muslim lady who was covered from head to toe walking past, right? And um, he asked, one of my students asked, well, why, why, why did they have their face covered? And I'm not really Muslim, and there's so many things I heard, I don't really know. And he said, well, um, uh, the women cover their faces to hide their beauty, right? And I and I and I really I thought about this topic, right? I said, "Wow!" So they, in, in that culture, um, they try to identify uh, what makes a woman marriage material before they look at what she looks yep. like.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They identify what makes a woman marriage material before they identify what she looks like, and let's even look at this, the the story with um uh um uh boaz and ruth right um boaz found ruth you know doing things that oh. he would like in a woman and a wife
0: oh right? can you give us the, the the chapter and verse that we need to turn to right. A <laughs> whole <laughs> no book. No book
3: right so uh but now and, and women always talk about how they want their boaz right they want boaz they want they want well this is what they talk about they want boaz but they don't want to do the things that caused Boaz to find her in the first place.
1: Right. They don't want to be a Ruth. You
3: know? Yeah. So you can't, you can't ask for a Boaz or a man like Boaz when you're not trying to act like a woman like Ruth. That's right. Ruth was doing what she was doing and caught the eye. She was focused. Of Boaz, right? And, and vice versa. Boaz was in a position where he can be a good husband. Right. Right.
2: Redeemer. And
3: what, so they both were doing what they needed to do to be found without trying to be found. You understand what I'm saying? So um I think that uh um uh we have to really look past the 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 shallowness of dating, right? And identify what we really want in a marriage. If marriage isn't what you want, shallow date. Go go right ahead. Do do you. I'm not gonna tell you well, you guys are grown. I can't tell you what to do. However, if you're looking for marriage, you gotta move past the shallow. Right.
0: Right. I definitely
3: agree, <laughs> but it's hard though.
2: I would not name my kid Boaz, but to each his own. No, no,
3: Boaz, Boaz. Is a dope name. I like Boaz. Uh, I wanted to name my, my son, huh?
2: You gonna name your daughter that? Well,
3: Bo- Ruth,
0: no, Boaz, yeah,
2: Boaz is a dope name.
1: I
3: said, No, because her nickname would be Monica.
0: Many
1: things, what marriages to you, and how you were brought up. Your beliefs, and I do agree mm-hmm. with that. Yes, yeah, that's a big one too. Some uh, Monica, but I think as you grow and as you learn and as you go through your own experiences, your belief system changes. Um, so I, I think that not only is it, it, it does contribute to that and what you want mm-hmm. out of the marriage, but I think as you grow, your your beliefs change. Because I, you know, I married based on looks, and look at me now. Um, but I'm just shout out I mean, to you, Crown. I mean, I married
2: what I thought was the right guy, but Mm -hmm. it it turned out it wasn't. And so now my my, my beliefs have changed. I'm looking for something different. Yeah. That part. All of that. Definitely looking for something different. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Kentay, what makes you Y-O-U marriage material?
0: Yes, 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 I mean well you're assuming that I think that I am marriage material. You don't think okay, so? So no, I'm just saying that that's the assumption that I think that I am.
2: Okay. Uh, so
0: um I think in a lot of ways I am. I think that uh, you know, the loyalty, the uh the idea of um what else I think I'm not. Because I tend to be non-committal, um, I think that you know the loyalty aspect, the uh, the um, I take very serious my role in any relationship that I get into, you know, um, which is very important. Um, I do have the desire to to start a family and to you know and to be the person I need to be. So in those cases, yeah, I'm, I think I am very much, uh, marriage material, but then there's things that I feel like I could work on, you know, uh, am I could be, I can be self-centered. Don't nobody agree with that. Uh, I can be pretty, I can be self-centered at times and I can be very focused on certain goals and aspirations that I'm trying to get to that sometimes hinders, uh, relationships that I've been in. So, You know that's something that i i need to definitely work on and uh you know uh i stay on my purpose uh and um sometimes that doesn't always go with creating a great relationship because when you're focused driven sometimes you don't always have what you need for the person that you're in a relationship with now the good thing about it is if you know you're crazy you can help yourself. Right. Yeah. So in this case, I do know that that's an issue. So, you know, it was a lot harder when I didn't see it as an issue. Right. But now I know it is. So that's something that I can definitely deal with. So, um, I think I have a lot of great qualities. I think that would make me a good husband, but also, you know, I, I have a lot that I'm working on, you know, of course, <laughs> I, wish that, I-, my
2: friend. I thought you were going to make a declaration today. Um, what did
0: you think? No, no, that was a joke. Oh,
2: okay. um, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> no,
0: nah, that was a joke. But oh. uh, no, I, but I think I think it's uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Ramsey, who I got to get on the show again. He always said the day that Ramsey got smart was when he stopped lying to himself. You know, and a lot of times we lie to ourselves about a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, like the guy that's always late never thinks he's late right you know, he's always like i don't know why people always say i'm late i'm like negro you always late if we got to lie to you we got to lie to you and say the thing is at 8 when it's at 7 you know what i'm <laughs> saying or or vice versa i should say you know so you know that's somebody who's late all the time but they don't see it they lie to themselves that they're not so uh so you know it, and it's hard though it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say you know what that's not cool you know so uh, okay help <laughs> <laughs> you oh wow <laughs> uh stephanie um you know so it, it's it's difficult though you know um you i think also you need to think about what you give what you bring to the table for a person like what are you giving like if someone gets Dre, like a woman is fortunate enough to Landre, what is she getting? Or if a guy is fortunate enough to get Tracy. Well, fortunate enough to be with me or lucky
3: enough.
0: Like no I'm getting to a point. Yeah. If somebody's fortunate enough to get Tracy, what is what is he getting? What is he getting um out of the deal? And then if a guy gets Shannon, you know, what does he get in the deal?
2: So you if know? Landre fortunate enough mm-hmm. to get Tracy and get Shannon, I mean I like how you didn't get- <laughs> you know, you're reading too much.
0: <laughs> there is a <laughs>
2: Tracy. You must be at the top of the totem pole in this conversation. I,
0: you, I think you're reading too much into that. For, the way I, I said,
1: it. I mean, they're yeah. they're going to get honesty. They're going to get all of the baggage that has come from um, my 31 year marriage, good, bad, and indifferent that I've worked through. The experience of being. Um, married 31 years, experience of going through a divorce. Um, they're going to get complete, total honesty, loyalty, love, um, stability. Um, I, I think I'm a pretty good catch. Now I do got some flaws. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm a pretty. I think I'm a pretty good catch. No,
2: I'm whatever they're gonna
1: and, and what they see is what they're gonna get. There's no imposter. There's no other person on the other side of me. What you see
2: yeah. is, is what you get.
0: Hmm. What about you, Dre? What is what is she gonna get when she gets you, Dre? Yeah, well,
2: we get is she gonna
0: get. the, eat the eat. lottery, or what's the opposite of the lottery? Oh uh, well, no, I wouldn't say the, the lottery
3: because you know uh, I I live in New York. She may have to work too, but uh, first to <laughs> live. So <laughs> no, but um, honestly, that um st- uh they would they would definitely be getting somebody that has grown a lot since his divorce that mm-hmm. um values marriage even more and sees the the value and the, the necessity of strong families yeah. uh, and strong husband and a strong wife team. And uh, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to get somebody that, that really believes marriage is about togetherness, T-W-O, togetherness, little plug there. Um, uh, so, and and I've grown a lot uh, within the past couple of years. So um, they'll be getting somebody willing to, to put in the work to make it work.
2: That's dope. Yeah. Mm. All right. We see y'all. If,
0: if both someone both. is so blessed and fortunate both and both. to have the privilege and the honor to call Shannon his wife, it's what both. does he get? What does he get? What comes in that pack? Unbox it for us.
2: <laughs> um, Was that better? Thanks, co host. <laughs> They will get the one who um, believes in the strength of submission, um, who is open to moving, who believes in the dream work that makes a dream work, um, who doesn't mind working, who doesn't mind cooking, being honest and a representative. I don't necessarily like to put away the clothes, but I will fold them and wash them. Um, someone who is transparent and authentic, but is aware of her flaws. Who cries while watching The Voice? Don't judge.
0: <laughs> mm. So you cry while you're watching The Voice, really?
2: Sometimes, you could sometimes. I mean, I got sent a clip of something. I think it was America's Got Talent. And I was like, who's chopping onions? Like, come on. So.
0: Why are you trying to be like me? <laughs> Shannon, why are
2: you this trying to be what, like me? <laughs> This is what <laughs> I got at the movie theater because I didn't want mm. to sort
0: Okay. Okay. Let's see. Hey, that's all wonderful, beautiful things. So, let me ask this question. Um, uh, I believe Tracy, as well as Dre, got married pretty young, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like looking back now, you were guys were marriage material? Yeah, anyone can take that first At, when y'all got married. Me,
3: um, I, I can speak for me. Um, I think I think I was ready because I wanted a family. Um, I don't think as far as um, where I was in life, I probably could have been in a better position in life economically. But my heart and my, my, um, my heart was really into family. So on that perspective, yes, I I was ready at 19 to be uh, in a committed loving relationship with my ex wife. Um, But you know, I think, you know, financially and all that stuff. I was young and uh, at that point, I think I, I probably would it would have benefited um, me at least uh, to wait. And the thing is, if I had wait, I'm pretty sure that she would not have been the one that I would have married. Mm. And it's not, not 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 any knock on her. Like I'm not trying to take a stab at her. I just think that more time would have revealed that we weren't compatible, and that we would have been better off not entering in the, into that kind of relationship.
0: You think it was like youthful exuberance type thing? No, not even because um
3: we were Christians and uh, in church and uh I wanted a family, so like it wasn't even like uh anything euphoric. Um my oldest son, um, who isn't my biological son, was already born. Um, so um it wasn't like uh like it wasn't that like that ideal, you know, puppy love and you just wanted to be with each other for the rest of your lives and it was like oh andre you're my heart and you know it wasn't like that um yeah Yeah. so i think yeah Go ahead. i'm sorry tracy
1: no i know i yeah i was ready i met my ex-husband at 14 we got married at 18 so we had already dated four years before we oh wow and so um yeah I, i was i was ready i was more than ready and and so was he he was he was in the military at the time you know we were doing really well. So we were committed and and determined that we were gonna be, you know, together. I think as time, because we were married 31 years. So I think as time went on as we began to grow, um, we grew apart. He well, I didn't he grew away from me. You know, he was in he was a pastor in ministry. His ministry had gotten really big and he got on national platforms and I just wasn't that person that was in that at, I was more of a, a wife and a mother, rather than somebody who walked in the limelight, you know. And he, he was more of that. And I think he grew, and I didn't. And so we just kind of grew apart. And so I'm right, sorry.
3: Stop. Whoa. I'm your
2: friend. I don't agree with that last part.
3: No, I don't no, either.
1: I, no. Okay. Go ahead. What were you gonna say?
3: He grew and you didn't.
1: No, not like me. I not like that at all. Okay. I, I didn't say. Well, yeah. Well, yes. He grew one way and I grew another way. But
2: he, he, grew, like way. he, yeah, and he grew like weeds.
1: And I grew like a like a rose. And so the weeds start taking over everything and smothering the rose.
2: And mm-hmm. so I was like, bro, do not give me start.
1: And so no that that's what happened. I mean
3: and I I gotta say like any any man, um I don't know your husband and I'm not gonna be uh, the judge of of anybody, but um any man that uh looks outside of his Wife for anything hasn't grown a bit, yeah, and yeah, so he uh, that, that growth was uh stagnated, uh, yeah. Um, I would no, I think oh, it was, I'll put it, this, I'll put
1: it this way he swelled, it was like an infection.
3: Well, okay. that. that's, like that. that's better, that's <laughs> better. I accept that that that, that success, him like the, him
0: success yeah. hit him in the head, and his head swole. Yes. But mm. yeah, were you the, were you guys like a, um? I see this a lot where the pastor and the first lady kind of preach together. Were you that kind of deal? In
1: the beginning, we we did things together. Towards the end, he kind of like sat me down. I, I wasn't doing a lot. Mm. He kind of like did a lot of like, like family um, we
0: were talking about what's that guy's name? The guy who got got cheating. Um, I mean, he came. Uh, uh, the big dude, the big brother. Oh, uh, the, right? the comedian uh, Christian Gray, oh, John, oh. Gray no, Christian John Gray, Christian John Gray, right, 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 right. <laughs> like him and I kind of preached together on stage and all of that. It, yeah, yes, it's oh. it,
3: it's it's hard. Um, okay. Yeah, like men men who, who preach, they really have to make sure that their marriage is intact because. And, and uh, what,
1: I think one thing they don't that they don't understand is that ministry your first ministry is home. If yeah. you, take mm-hmm. home, it, you take care of home, take care of the church. And a lot of yeah. times they leave home and they're so ingrained in the church that they forget about home. And mm-hmm. so I, it, it's, a, it's a good balance. And, I, and I'm not trying to knock him in any way. He did what he did, whatever he did. That's his thing that he has to deal with. Um, but as far as me and us together, I feel like my position was to be the wife, be the mother, be the caretaker at the home. But as his, as his ministry swelled, I didn't, um, I didn't fit that bill anymore. You know, he wanted to be out there and he wanted, you know, cheerleaders and things like that. And I would tell him all the time, I'm not your cheerleader, I'm your wife. You know, it's not my responsibility to, to, to cheerlead you and be jumping all up and down every time you go somewhere. It's my responsibility when you come home to be there for you, to be your truth, to be your honesty, to love you and nurture you back from that stuff. But, you know, it is what it is.
3: And I think that the pressure, I think um, like me, that megachurch status where the, the husband has to have a wife that is right by his side and on the stage and, and make, have that look a certain way. And that's not yeah. what, uh, how it, how it always should be. If that's her calling, absolutely. And I, yeah, I just have um yeah a thing about that when um, preachers uh, do that to their families. Uh, because then it becomes more about them than the, the mission God has called them to. And uh they're willing to break apart their family to um see their ministry and their name in lights and stuff like I just
1: but the thing it, but the thing with even as far as marriage is concerned, I do believe that God calls wives to be with their husband. I don't believe that God just go yeah. yeah, out and you just find you somebody else going to be. I believe God puts us together. So when God puts us together, the men have to understand that there's a calling for me to be there and do what I need to do as well. And a lot of times men forget that they mold you into who they want you to be. And they forget who God placed you there to be. And so you're up to where they want you to be anymore. Now you're no benefit to them anymore. When they've created the monster that's there, they've created Mm -hmm. who you are.
0: Yeah, I always think that the, the role of a first lady is like one of the most fascinating things. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of women, even women that are hardcore into the church, I love to ask this question: uh, Could you see yourself as a first lady? And a lot of women be like, nope. "No, no, no, no." I think even Shannon, even Shannon, I think said she couldn't do it. And Shannon, I
2: did. Yeah.
3: So uh, then, what, what what is a first lady, and what does that first lady look like? Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's not always a, there. Was a such thing as a
2: first lady?
1: She is the pastor's wife. She's not a first right. lady. She is his lady. She is mm-hmm. a pastor. She is the wife of the pastor. And I think we get that mixed up. We think that she belongs to us like he does. She doesn't. She belongs right. to him. So the first lady thing, the only first lady is the one in the White House. And that's because that's what we dubbed him. Michelle was the best one we ever had. Shout out to Michelle Obama. But in the church, we're not first ladies. We are the pastor's wife.
3: you know but that whole mentality, that whole mentality, now you have the past thinking that they're the president of the church. Right. And they, got a- <laughs> right. And they got a first lady. <laughs> first lady, you're right.
0: Secondary defense. A yeah. 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 That's a whole nother I mean, thing. But, but I guess it depends on, uh, and I'd love to do this as a topic at some point, but because uh, I always find this real fascinating, but I, I'll say this and then we can move on to the topic and then we'll say our goodbyes. But... Um, it also there are people do first lady different right some women are like they're like you said just the pastor's wife they you know that but then some have a very integral role into the church where you know they have their own bible study and they do their own thing and sometimes like i went to my brother's church and his uh pastor and his wife they're at the pulpit together you know and um so you know, that's how they do their thing at his church. So I, I guess it just depends on, you know, the way that they do it, you know. So I don't know. It's interesting. Women leave a man that they perceive to be in power. Right. Well, oh, love a man. I'm sorry. I said, we don't get leave. And, and, One I, of think, the, and I think uh-huh. it's, it
3: goes even before that. And that's why um, a pastor has to make sure that his um, marriage and his wife feel secure and his marriage is secure. Because women do are attracted to men in power, it doesn't matter if that man is a pastor or is married. Now that's, and I'm not saying anything about the women. The, no, women shouldn't be going after married men and men shouldn't be seeking after women if they're married. Um, but true story, uh, this young, this, the professor that I had, um, young uh, African-American, he's about like 6'1", um, good looking African-American, like young professor, right? And uh, women, tend to be attracted to the tall, dark, handsome, intelligent brother, right?
2: That part.
3: He walked in the first night and I swear, <laughs> excuse the expression, panties could have dropped in that classroom.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, it was like, I looked, I saw him, I was like, okay. I looked around and uh, my classmates was tapping each other. One of my classmates literally took out her phone and was like trying to privately take video and pictures to send to a friend, right? And I think he sensed it. He sensed it. So he's telling me, uh, introducing himself, and he made sure to say, "And my wife <laughs> of so and so years, and my children are everything to me." As he was telling us a little bit about himself, and I just wanted to give him like that slow applause, right. a quick one, like right. Like, you know, and I speed it up. Because, like, not just, it doesn't happen to just passes. It happens to any man in power that could, you know, get tempted by, you know, a woman attracted to that power or to the intelligence or the position, and they fall.
1: But they can only, a, a woman can only do what a man will allow her. I, I mean, I, I both are at fault. But, like, I tell people all the time, my contract wasn't with her. My contract was with him. So my, my that part problem true. is with him. Because she just doing yeah. what she... Hoes don't do what hoes do. I I, I understand. Whoa. But they can yeah. do what a man allows them to do. So if,
2: uh, if if we get so mad at the woman when stuff like that happens, we want to
0: mm-hmm. fight the woman. Why? That's your man. Your man is allowing her to do it. why are you <laughs> right. going, at, going at her? And it, it's, it's just uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> only a man. He's
2: only a man. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. Tracy. Um, Get get together. Oh's
0: gonna be whole. Uh, and shout out to uh, Bobby and Danny who came in the room. Bobby and Danny just came in the room. Shout out,
2: Bobby. That's hard.
1: You know what though?
0: Let me. I, I'm gonna say how I feel. I'm gonna say how I feel. But I want to get Dre first. You're a religious dude, right? Yeah. Could you be the first dude of a church? Okay. I be the first. Male. Yeah, he's okay. a pastor, and you are his first man. If my, her first man. If my he's... wife. If my wife. Uh huh. Female wife.
3: Right. I mean, female.
2: Like, wait a, a minute. Pastor. What? Right.
3: If she's a pastor, um, I'm not going to be her first mate or first male. <laughs> I'm going to be the pastor's husband, right. and I'll probably be teaching. And what does your is your, uh, is your uh, what's the first mate do? No, he's not my first mate. That's my husband, a teacher.
2: Shout out to the first. Right.
3: Don't don't first. you and be wearing a big hat. Husband, me don't first. Oh. Oh. Male. no, no. Just I wouldn't want my wife, you know, if I planted a church, to be my first lady. Um, she first <laughs> yeah, be my of lady me. and my only lady. I'm not my first lady. <laughs> she's my only lady. All right, if you want to talk <laughs> about <attempt laughs> like that, then let that be her term. This is Pastor Andre Harrison and his only lady. <laughs> oh my, okay. and not his first lady, his only
0: lady. Boom. Let's do that. Right. So okay. So is it you couldn't do that because you couldn't be perceived as like she's you know the alpha of this church and you're her? Is that's that what, what it is?
3: Know, if, that's, if that's her calling, and she if that's a calling, that's a calling.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I I I don't see it like that, um, but. Um, I, it's just the term, like, I don't want, like, I don't do the whole first lady thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not going to be the first mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it because you think it looks weak? Like, like, oh. I, I remember when the Hillary thing, right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys were saying, I oh, don't know I could be the first dude, husband yeah, to the, uh, to a, the wife is the president.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a lot of guys were like said that you know like you know and some people felt like bill clinton in that first election kind of sabotaged t- t- it because he really didn't want to be the first man you know
3: well i think uh politically they wanted they didn't want him to be involved too much into it because of the drama he hey. had in the yeah. mm-hmm. the so i yeah i think no nah, i think bill clinton would have loved being in a white house again even if it was you think so uh, I, think I think so
2: from behind the scenes yeah, yeah. Sure so, could have
3: could you could you be the first man if your wife was president of the United States? Me, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know how many opportunities comes after that eight years? Speaking engagements, right. like, not just like you know thousand dollars. I'm talking about five hundred thousand dollars speaking yeah. engagements at this event. Nah, I would gladly accept that role. I'll be your first mate in the White House. <laughs> just don't
0: wear a brown suit.
3: <laughs>
0: just don't wear a brown suit. Hilarious. Yeah. Just don't um, wear a brown suit. Yeah, uh, vanel and 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 Lala, uh, welcome to the chat room Lala. as well. So, uh, all right, so let's get back. Let's finish this up. This um, the marriage material thing. Um, you, I'm gonna go to Dre once again. Your father, yeah. You have your youngest is how old?
3: Yeah, he'll, he'll be twelve. Uh, no, twelve and two months. So he's he's still eleven.
0: Okay, and then you have a oldest who's twenty one. Twenty one. And the middle is seventeen, something like that. Seventeen. So, do you ever have a conversation with your boys about women and about who who they should be trying to settle down with? Yeah, we,
3: I've had a conversation with them. So, uh, not so much Gabriel yet, but um, mm-hmm. Daniel and I, Isaiah, I have.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know- so, like like what i mean i know it's it's kind of a personal thing but what you can share like what, what are some of the things you say what they should be looking out for as far as
3: first off i asked them if i can choose their, their wife for them i'm not gonna lie to you i sat them both down i said listen if you let me choose your wife i will hook you up <laughs> i will put you would be you on your wedding day you'd be like dad thank you but um they don't want that so
0: um, <laughs> I don't want that. Anyway, what is, uh, talking about first before yeah, I no, just say you no. Know. I,
3: I, I told him that uh, first and foremost, try to find somebody that really has a genuine love for God and God's people. Um, there's some people that are that are really mean. I told him stay away from mean women, like women that just don't like nobody. Stay away. Um, oh. And uh, um, and I, I didn't give them like a lot to 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 look out for, and make sure that they love God, make sure that they're not mean, and make sure that they value family. Let that be the, the first first things you look for. Um, after that, um, determine if you guys are compatible together. And um, I told Isaiah, like, you know, cause he has quirks, right? Like he has certain things that uh, annoy me as his father. And I would <laughs> I'll tell him, listen, watch out for that son, because she may not like you doing that. Thing. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. So I try to be honest with them, uh, but and when they look for somebody, but I also talk to them about how they act, and I say, well, you know, if you want to get married one day, she probably wouldn't like that. So mm-hmm. um, I don't just tell them about what they should be looking for in a woman. I try to help them out with what they should be for a woman when they're ready to be in a uh, a committed relationship.
0: That's, what's
2: that's
0: up. good. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. I tell the guys
2: I talked to, to when they that said was, it
0: and now Tracy um you you have kids as well right I
1: do I have a 28 year old daughter 30 year old son
0: so what were some of the things that you that you uh, told them when uh when it was you know when they started to date and I don't know if any of them are married about yeah. what they should mar- oh, my
1: son is married my daughter's
0: in a long term relationship oh great
1: I just I told them to look for someone that's going to love them and take care of their heart. That's the first thing you know someone someone who's good to you and and, and as far as the, the, the church thing, I told them you know make sure that they do love God, have a relationship with God. they might not necessarily go to church every Sunday, but that they can pray with you um, and, and know how to love you because if they don't know God, they don't know how they can't they don't know how to love you and so my, both my children have done very, very well. Um, in their relationships. They've gone through some changes, but I just wanted them to find somebody who would love them and be true to them because they did not have that example in their home the whole time. So Mm. I didn't want them to pattern their relationships after mine.
0: Mm. That's interesting too, to have that foresight to say, hey, look, you know, mama didn't do it, quote unquote, it's totally the right way and all of that kind of stuff. So that's interesting. Yeah, and it, you know, and it's hard to say that, I imagine, right?
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Because it is. you want to be the example that they can look at, you know, and sometimes you're not always there, you know?
1: Right. But that comes, so. that comes with the realization of yourself, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I told my daughter, yeah.
2: I never
1: said, uh, 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 man, stop you doing what you needed to do because I gave my whole life up, you know, and when the divorce came, I, I, I didn't finish school. You know, I hadn't, you know, done the things that I really wanted to do, and I was 50 years old divorced. And so, one of the things I always told her is, Make sure you live your life. Make sure you do what you want to do before you get married." I got married so young; I was locked in. So my daughter's not married; she's in a long-term relationship, but she's not married. My son didn't get married until he was 29. So mm-hmm. they've had a chance to live their lives and go to school.
3: Yes, know with themselves. All they the are. things
1: that I didn't get to do, and I pushed yeah. her to do that. And they had their mm. my My children had children
0: late. My son had his first child when he was 20, 24. My daughter had her, her daughter when she was 25. So, mm. oh wow! All right, so Shannon, um, any last words before we say goodbye? Uh, this was a great conversation,
2: it was. You did a good job. Um, no. I just think that we will probably need to do a part two. I think we're going to do some subtopics as well. Um, one of them is about first ladies and passage wives. And, um, I don't know the other one you said. What's the other but, one?
0: Uh, now, I want to do a show called uh, where I want to interview people who uh, do podcasting on dating and relationships, and I wanted to get Dre and uh, Albany on on the show, so Um, And I do a series of that. Um, That'd be awesome to have you guys come on and we'll talk about your show specifically, as well as just your philosophies and whatnot. But um, I want to thank you, this wonderful panel. You guys were amazing as always. And of course, everybody who's listened, of course, we'll talk afterwards as well. But um, as far as the live show, uh, we're going to cut it off. But I'm going to start off with you, Tracy. How can people get you on social media and all that good stuff?
1: Um, my brand is Living Beneath the Shadow. Everything is Living Beneath the Shadow, Living Beneath the Shadow. Facebook, Living Beneath the Shadow, Instagram. My blog is living beneath My radio broadcast is on also smooth radio. It is Living Beneath the Shadow as well. Comes on every Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday morning at 8 a.m. I also have Friday Chronicles, which comes on Facebook Live every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Busy lady, but all of her st- her content is amazing. Check her out. She does. Thank she you does. so much for being it's here.
1: It's always hanging out with you guys.
0: Thank you, thank you so much, brother Dre. How can we get you in social media? Tell us about your wonderful YouTube channel as well. Yeah, so you can hit me up on Instagram at,
3: at Andre underscore D underscore Harrison. Facebook at the_andre_d_harrison, and on Twitter at Andre D. Harrison. I also have a YouTube channel with my kids called Harrison Family Vlogs. If you look there, that's where it is. Uh, You can search Harrison Family Vlogs. Click subscribe and the bell notification. It'll let you know when we upload new videos. We try to do it once a week. Um, But sometimes life gets crazy, so we don't, but we try to. And um, I also have a website, uh, togethernesscoaching.com. That's where I do my marriage and relationship coaching and counseling. So you can go there and check it out and
0: uh yeah that's it. all right man thank you so much and and uh you have a new video coming out anytime soon that you're premiering
3: uh, i'm up i'm editing one tonight hopefully it'll be ready by 8 p.m tomorrow oh that's what's up
0: um and for before i uh, we we go to shannon and um give have her give out her information i want to um say let's you know give Shannon, a lot of praise. She has a wonderful show on Sunday. It's called "The Set Apart Woman," and uh, actually, I was on it for a brief period of time uh, yesterday, and it was a great episode, as it always is. And I'm so proud of Shannon and the wonderful work that she does. Yes, yes. And, and she has a book coming out. I'm looking. I'm doing your stuff for you, uh, Triple D, as I call it, Triple D. And I can't wait for when triple D come out because I get the exclusive energy with uh, Shannon. We're going to break it down. So, yes. But, uh, and, um, so how can we get you in social media and tell us once again, how we can listen to your program?
2: Um, Shannon Ford, like the president, hyphen Jefferson like the president on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can buy any of my poetry books on Amazon.com. There are five, um, also by the same name, Shannon Ford Jefferson. Um, Set Apart Woman is every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be um, recording live from New York City next Sunday and with Andre B. Harrison as a subject matter talking about his book, uh, Fatherless Father to His Sons, and um my book my sixth book dismantling daddy dysfunctions and all the men i loved after them will be out in 2020
0: 2020 i thought it was this year no
2: we got a whole restructuring rebranding remarketing remapping of vital narrative. so this was supposed to be year of woman but they pushed all of the new projects back a year okay so
0: all right Okie dokie. So we can work on the audio book then. So that it'll all come out at the same time.
2: I would be absolutely dope. But it gives me a lot of time to work on a lot of different things. So and um, stay tuned. I am working on my own branding for P.S. Poetically Speaking. So,
0: That's right. That's what's up. You can get me at Kente F. Hi. Oh, thank you. You can get me at Kente F on Twitter. Of course, Instagram is Kente Ferguson. F-E-R-G-E-R-S-O-N And, um, you know, uh, we'll be back again with all new content. Once again, I want to thank everybody here and God bless.
2: Bye.